If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. This is another of our popular Listener's Choice interviews, which we're playing over the weekend. We've chosen the most popular interviews for you to select the Listener's Choice winner. If you're not sure how the Listener's Choice competition works, have a look at horsechats.com slash choice for the rules and the leaderboard. Today's chat's been brought to you by International Horse College. International Horse College's motto is people safety and horse welfare, and you'll find this message throughout our chats. Registered Training Organisation number 31352. Fiona Heisen's our guest today. Fiona's got a background in dressage, show jumping and eventing, and now focusing on dressage where she's ridden and trained to Grand Prix. But Fiona's also a granddaughter of Sir Hans Heisen, who's a famous artist, and Fiona's been drawing and painting for over 40 years. How are you, Fiona? Very good, thank you. Good, good. Fiona, we start off with a favourite quote. Have you got one for us? Yes. Treat others as you'd have them treat you. Um, and I figure that goes for horses too. Yeah. Look, I think it's a really good quote. But when did you first hear it? When did you first start to live by it? When did you first start to consider that? Ah, oh, let's see. I reckon it probably come from my mum. <laughs> so I would have heard it a lot of years ago. Yep, yep. And what about you obviously inspire students or people that you coach? Was your children, grandchildren ride? Is that right? Uh, children, yes, they both ride or can ride. Uh, one chooses not to, <laughs> as they do. And the other one's had a, a bingle with a horse lately and uh, or horses and uh, got a seriously broken arm. That oh, horse no. is horses for you, isn't it? I think we were going to have an earlier interview and we had to delay it because of the broken arm, didn't we? That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So just to going back to the quote that you said, you obviously instill mm. that in them as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Now tell us about how you first started with horses. What were your first memories? I think when I was about five or six, there was a pony on our farm and I used to climb the fence to groom it and all that sort of things as kids do. Um, but my mum told me a story about when I was about, and this is sort of incorporating the art too, if you like, mm-hmm. um, I was about three or so Yep. and I drew horses all the time. Of course, they look like horses and I was three, not, but anyway. <laughs> and uh, I asked the phone one day and these people obviously didn't know who I was. Um, and I was very serious, and uh, they were asking me to take a message, and I said, yes, yeah, that's fine, and took the message and um, hung up and then gave it to mum. There was lots of drawing horses. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> that's me and horses. It's been a lot of total obsession. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, no wonder she's so good because, you know, you, you've got to put the uh, the time and effort into anything that you're talented at. So, you yeah. know, you started drawing horses then. Yep. Yeah. Yes. I think that's a good story. Yeah. <laughs> now, just going on, you know, and I'm thinking about because you're a professional, you know, still working within the horse industry, professional artist, when did you decide that art or horses or, you know, what was your career moves there, having those interests? Well, I guess I combined them for a long time, as in, you know, I had, I had my first solo exhibition at 18. Mm. So I was able to 
work the two together for quite a long time. But once it came to having a family, then <laughs> neither of them cut it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sadly, you know, it's uh, very, very hard to make money from either of them. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they've been both sort of ticking along in the background while I've um, done other things. Yep, good, good. Yeah. Now, if someone's going to work in the horse industry, what sort of core skills or character traits do you think they need to get started in the industry? Oh, I think the sort of basic life skills like patience and resilience, yep. tolerance, great sense of humour. <laughs> I think you need all of those things. Yep. And probably something I'm not good at, which is being good at PR. You know, being okay. able to sell yourself. Yep. And that's, yep. in my, I've never been able to do that. So, uh, and that, that's yeah. probably to do with your art as well, you know, because you're still yeah. sort of self-employed. Yeah, yeah. And there's, yeah. you know, a lot of horse people are self-employed. And, yeah. Um, yeah, sort of having those business skills to complement their horse skills is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the only way you're going to make it these days. Yeah. Mm. What do you think's the best thing about, you know, being with horses, working in the industry? Oh, <laughs> the horse sells. Gosh, they yeah. teach you so much. Yeah. They really yeah. do. They're, they're kindness incorporated. So you think that's the main lesson, the kindness, or, you know, have there been other lessons that you think you've been taught by by horses? By horses? Probably to keep it simple mm-hmm. and don't complicate things. Yeah, that, that really, really is the essence of it is to keep it simple. Horses are simple creatures. And, yeah. And yeah. shouldn't think that they're human. And I think they understand simple body language, you know, simple yeah. asks, simple requests. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, nothing absolutely. too. Body, body, yeah. body language is huge. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about, you know, and I know your grandfather, but on the horse side, people who've influenced you oh, with horses. Yeah, okay. Oh, <laughs> the list. <laughs> um, okay, a bit like that, is it? Oh, yeah, good. wow, gosh. I mean, way back, I suppose, when I was, Studying riding and parents sort of you know, succumbed and got a, got a pony for me. That would have been um, Nan Scott way back, and she was the is grandmother of Scott Keach. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, our Olympic rider. Yep. So yeah, Nan Scott was fantastic and started a pony club, riding club down here at Victor. Mm-hmm. Her daughter Di Keach as a coach. Yes. She inspired me as a coach. Good. Going back again, Tom Roberts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're going to ask me about books or something, um, you know, those are the books I would say okay. every single time. Tom, yeah, Tom Roberts. Good old Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. control books, particularly the ones about the bit and the young horse. But Tom used to come down to our um, our riding club and, and run his little great video, not videos at all, are they? The movies anyway. And about loading horses and all sorts of wonderful things. And he was just such a... Brilliant man. Mm, and mm. I think there's a book uh, just come out recently on Tom as well, um, and it, it's a fabulous Oh, about, well. yes, it was about Tom. Yep, yep, I know the one. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's got lots of lovely photos and stuff in it. And also about dressage, going back again, Owen Matthews. I remember seeing Owen Matthews riding Entry Boy at Adelaide Royal, and I would have been about 11 or 12, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was under spotlight. Yeah. And it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> And uh, you know, I remember saying to Mum then, "I'm going to do that. Isn't that <laughs> good? That Isn't that day. good? Yeah. 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 It was so. It was fine. I'm my. You know, I'm getting goosebumps now. About it. it was so good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, that's probably you know the start of the list anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the main ones. Yeah. So you've got people. What about horses or a horse? A that horse. You think oh. has been really influential. Definitely my Grand Prix horse. I I bred him. Um, his horse by Voluta. Um, so it's a warm blood horse. Mm-hmm. Um, and he grew and grew and grew and ended up at being three hands. <laughs> um, and I called him from the moment he was born. He was called Sir Hans after my grandfather. Yep. And uh, I was going to say, yeah. And was your grandfather around when he was born? Uh, geez, good question. No, I wouldn't have been. No, no, no. no I was he would have been pretty proud. About eleven when uh, grandfather died. So yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So Hansy was a wonderful horse. Um, that was probably the most patient horse I've ever met. <laughs> yeah, he. Um, it took us a long time, but we got to Grand Prix. And it was fantastic. So when, when you got to Grand Prix, do you think that's your proudest moment? One off. Yeah. Yeah, I was certainly, well, I was probably scared to death at the time. My first Grand Prix test. <laughs> I, I remember having a completely dry mouth. Did you? Um, I think, actually, one of the things I'm really proud of was going back to eventing after 25 years. Mm-hmm. And virtually not something in that time. And then a mare that I bred, she wasn't very good at dressage, and I thought I'll pop you over some jumps, and she felt so good. Uh, and I continued on jumping her and, and took her, and you got to 95, you know, eventing mm-hmm. level. But uh, that, I was really proud of myself going out and doing that and jumping a meter again and all that sort of That's stuff. That's good. Isn't I've it? handed the horse on to a to a lovely young rider now, mm-hmm. um, and she's taken her on a bit further, mm-hmm. uh, which is very exciting. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm proud of myself for doing that too. Good, good. <laughs> what about as an artist? What do you think your proudest moments been there? Oh, God. Um, I was pretty excited when I won a big art prize here um, locally, and the painting's now you know, hanging in the local council offices. And, oh, good. And it was a superb painting. And probably what made me proudest of that was that my father loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's my harshest critic. As far as art went, he was yep. very kind, but he was also a very perfectionist critic. Yes. And he loved the painting. And I, yep, okay, I've done it. That's good. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. Now, you talked earlier on about, you know, you sort of started with horses, started painting, and had to put it on hold for your family. Do you think that's been your biggest challenge, that, you know, you've had the family, you've had other commitments, you've got, you know, just sort of trying to make it all come together financially and having these other commitments? Is that your biggest challenge, do you think? Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And to be fair, the biggest joy. Mm, mm. Two girls, absolutely gorgeous people. Yep. I'm um, yep. very, very proud of them. But it has been a huge struggle and the art has gone very much on the back burner at the moment. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, I keep on having thoughts that, yes, we will back to painting. Yeah. And it will happen. Yeah, it will happen. Yeah. But uh, time is, uh, is a hard thing. <laughs> but, but even that, you know, like you're saying that things go on the back burner, you've still gone back to eventing after 25 years. That's you've right. still ridden to Grand Prix and that must have happened in that time. So... If someone else is in that situation, you know, where they've got a family, they've got other commitments, they still want to ride, they still want to either, you know, ride at a higher level, what what sort of tips would you give them? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I was breastfeeding my baby, going out and getting qualifications to do, Mm -hmm. I think it was into two of us. Yep. But, yeah, (laughs) and, and, you know, I remember that, that stinking hot day. Yeah, it is hard, but I got up extra early, rode my horse in the dark, there's back inside in time for, you know, later on for taking kids to school, that sort of thing. And it's 
it is hard work, but oh, gosh, <laughs> it's it really seriously worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you know, you've got to be a good time manager, a good juggler of time, a good... Yeah, spot on, absolutely spot on. Yeah, time management the biggest skill. Yeah, they, well, there you go. There's another skill to, get, to <laughs> yes. have a career in the whole yes. industry. Yes, <laughs> Okay, okay, so juggling time, getting up early, still qualifying, yeah. Mm. Okay, now, now thinking about, you know, you as a coach, what do you think if someone's, you know, riding, eventing, competing... What do you think is a big problem that you see? And also I want to ask you, how can they fix it? Right. And, and you might just think of a case study, you know, an individual rider and, um, you know, no, how they fix it. Or, yeah, no, yeah. I think there is a, well, I know for myself as well, impatience. Impatience is probably mm-hmm. the biggest problem. Impatience in general, like we've got to go and start jumping into now, um, or impatience is, for me, riding at the moment, um, my little horse, he's perfectly capable of probably doing FBI stuff, but I have a very basic issue with him and I get impatient and think, oh, come on, you should buy this by now. Yeah. So I, I really, I think that is a basic one. And funnily enough, I was watching a, a YouTube this morning yeah. and he was saying, um, he was talking about uh, show jumping mm-hmm. at the time and he was saying that he's seeing a lot of anger amongst young riders mm. and they're being pressured by the parents. Yep. And so that, yeah, that sort of keys into the same thing. Impatience, frustration, anger, they're all things that are human and it's got to come back to being simple. Um, yes. And saying, okay, this is a, this is a creature giving mm. so kindly to us and we've got to not go, now you can be, you know, kiss it and let it go back in the pack. <laughs> Sorry, but... But I mean, keep simple and think in a horsewise fashion. Mm, mm. So that I think that's the biggest thing I'm seeing out there. I mean, you know, you go to things like um, you know, having uh, you seeing too much hand before leg um, and those more specific type things. But as a general thing, I think impatience is the biggest problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, hang on a sec. Let me interrupt to let people know about the horse industry qualifications at onlinehorsecollege.com. If you have a look at the flexible options, there's online theory and the practical components can be completed by video or with a qualified expert in your area. That website again is onlinehorsecollege.com. Okay, thanks. It's going back to the basics and, and really, you know, people start with horses, you know, start to get that connection start to want to work with horses because of the connection, because of the time they spend with horses, because of the enjoyment. And somewhere along the line, some people can lose that connection and forget about it and get a bit ambitious without actually thinking of why they got into it in the first place. That's absolutely right. And I think in a way that's why I went back to eventing after 25 years Mm -hmm. because I missed that amazing connection that you do have in eventing because you have to spend so much time with that horse and do mm. everything, mm. all the three, the three disciplines. Yep. It gives you a better connection back to the horse again. And, oh, gosh, I just loved it. Um, and now I'm back to doing straight dressage. And <laughs> I'm getting frustrated. So there you go. <laughs> I, better, I better flick myself back into my connection with my horse again. <laughs> just so you introduce your horse yeah. to water again, you know, pop over a little. Because you know, yeah, there's well, a lot of trust, you know. It's different. It's... 
you know, you get your horse yeah. out of the arena and, and even just to get them to trust you to say, look, I can't quite see the other side of that jump, but I'm going to jump it because I trust you. Yeah. yeah. It's that huge trust thing mm. that uh, mm. that is from breaking in young horses right through to eventing to everything else. It's, it's that trust element mm. I find mm. quite extraordinary about horses, mm. that mm. they trust us to do these things to them. Yeah. And I have to keep on reminding myself and reminding other people that you know, this is, the horses allow us to do this and how amazing they are. Yeah, yeah. Now, we talked about Tom Roberts and talked about, you know, the books mm, yeah. there. They're pretty much the main ones that you say. Yes, yeah. I think so. Mm, um, yeah. And along the way, oh, there have been lots of other people. And Jill Rotten mm-hmm. was a huge yes. mentor for me. She kicked me along into being a judge, yep. being a coach. Good. She did both of those. She made me, you know, said, come on, you can do this. And she's, you know, she was the same age as me. Yeah. Um, and that was scary. <laughs> <laughs> but she was, well, a much more positive person, I think. A uh, dynamic sort of person, dear mm. Jill. And, mm. and miss her hugely. Yes. But, uh, yeah, she would have been, uh, she'd be a big person in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, oh, well, various coaches, of course. Um, Helen Cherry, who's now from Hegney, she was a coach for me. Holly Walsh was way back in Pony Club times. Um, Edgar Lidfart was a big yes. mentor for me. Yep. Yeah. All my coaches, Proof of Letter, lots of people. They've been fantastic coaches and they've all, interestingly, if I think about them, all been along the same sort of lines. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's that truth to the horse sort of feeling. Yes. Be true yes. to yourself, yes. be true to the horse. Yes. Mm. What are you looking forward to now? What does your future hold? Well, the horse I was talking about, I want to do FTI with him, and mm-hmm. I, he's not far off it. Uh, he's doing medium now, and, and you know, he's a clever little thing. Yep. Well, he's that little, but, you know, <laughs> anything under 17 is little. <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, no, he's, he's got lots of, yes, very, very clever, but I have basic issues. So, yes, FTI, mm-hmm. I want to be able to do that again. Um, I've done the jumping Amish again, so I don't have to do that again. <laughs> Good. And coaching. I love the coaching. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy teaching people and seeing that light bulb moment when something clicks and, oh, now I understand. You know, <laughs> just like a thrill. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. One thing I would like to ask you, and this is an artist question, what do you think is a good tip to give people about drawing horses? Because... People that like horses just sort of, you know, I mean, a lot of people might have a bit of a sketch or a bit of a, a play around. And then if they if they don't know what they're doing, they don't come from, you know, any sort of background where they just learn to look at things. What do you think is a big mistake, do you think, when people are drawing horses? Okay. Well, the first thing is, I think, a horse's body is basically made up of three circles. Yes. So, you know, shoulder, belly and rump and then you stick your neck and head on. The hardest thing of a lot, the biggest mistake, is feet. Mm-hmm. The, from the fetlock down, it's really, really hard. The hock is a tricky-shaped thing, and, yeah, the legs themselves, I and mean, you can get all the rest of it. Lots of people can probably draw heads of horses and so forth, but the legs are really tricky. Mm-hmm. And I think what I, you know, although I drew them forever and ever and ever, and they were quite respectable-looking horses. But mm. I went back and uh, looked in the anatomy books and looked for bone structure. Yes. You've got to be able to see the bones under the skin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And I think that's where, okay, you've got circles and then you've got to find those bones for the legs and the head. Mm-hmm. And that makes it real. Because if you're a horse person at all, say you, you know, you're trying to draw a horse and, you know, you, you know you look at it and think, oh, <laughs> that's not right. And I think it comes back to observation yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, read the book. Get the get the handed horses book, you know, yeah. um, which I have. Um, I, I, you know, I also have that, and as much as anything to say to people, this is how you do it. Um, what was that one again? We might just mind. add that to your list. That drawing horses was yeah, little... sure. How to how to draw? Oh, horses. how to draw horses? Um, yes, I've seen that book actually. That. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's great, simple, but I think it. I was lucky because I have talent and I inherited talent and quite a lot of the Heisens have mm-hmm. of my sort of, I don't know, 18 cousins. I think I think there are seven or eight of us that draw. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot. Yeah. You know, yeah. That are, are good at it. Yes. So I've been lucky to have that, um, being able to have a eye-hand coordination thing, mm-hmm. but you have to be able to be observant as well, really, really observant. Mm-hmm. So I think somebody looking at their drawing thinking that's wrong is already being observant. Yep. So they know yep. that that's wrong. So yep. they've got to yep. back to the horse and think, okay, where did that bone go? Mm. Oh, there. Mm. Oh, that bends that angle. Oh, right. Okay. Getting down to the feet, making the feet look like they're on the ground. You'll see lots of pictures of horses with their legs in grass because people can't do feet. <laughs> yeah, I have seen a few horses in grass, you know, or just, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice long grass, makes it look good. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's cover that bit because, oh, dear, that didn't work. <laughs> and they are the hardest things to put on the ground. Mm, they mm, really are hard mm. to put on the ground and make it look like they're on the ground. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Now, in a few sentences, can you summarise your philosophy with horses? Oh, I think I pretty much have, keeping it simple. Mm-hmm. Basic principles of when you're riding, of what each leg and hand does. You know, I, when I coach, I'm rambling. Okay, but when I coach, I always say to people, like, the inside leg is your go button. It's go forward and go round me. Mm-hmm. Outside leg's the controller. It controls the outside of the horse. The outside hand does the same thing. It controls the horse speed and the amount of bend. The inside hand asks for a bit of bend. Mm. Pretty much that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be any more than that. And from there, if that's happening, then you can do half passes, mm-hmm. pirouettes, mm-hmm. Um, everything. Yep. You know? But it's yeah, um, basic principles and the German training scale. Okay. You know? Yep. Yep. Fiona, how can people contact you? As you found out, my phone is not that wonderful, my phone reception. Yep. So text is best. So my mobile text is, is usually the best. Facebook is fantastic. I love Facebook. Okay, cool. Personal messages, messenger on Facebook. I did have a um, website, but got to start. <laughs> Facebook's just as easy. <laughs> okay. And we'll put those details up on horsechats.com slash Fiona Heisen, or you can go to horsechats.com and search for Fiona or search for Heisen, and you'll find Fiona's details on that page. All right. Yep. Fiona, thank you for talking to us. Thank you for all the tips about horses. Your philosophy about horses was great, but, you know, I don't think I've had anyone on yet that's talked about drawing talked about drawing horses you know, and I think it's a complementary skill it's it's an area of the horse industry that's still within the horse industry but just using your particular talents for so thank mm. you very much for that well thank you <laughs> okay bye-bye if you've enjoyed this chat then please comment rate and subscribe 
If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below.